Pool party! Start your weekend off right. Everybody jump in. It's a pool party! Broadcasting live from the Azilo Ultra Pool at the Sahara Las Vegas. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, kicking off hour number three of the show, live from the Azilo Ultra Pool inside the Sahara Las Vegas, our Friday spot, kicking off the weekend the right way. Many thanks to everybody who's come by, get hooked up with some T-shirts or some swag that we have here at the table. We've got some tickets as well, so if you want to go out tonight, we got a stack full of tickets. I look like Ticketmaster here. I got so many tickets. So if you want them, I got them. Come on by, say what's up, and as simple as that, they are yours. We got uh, Trevor Lane from LakersNation.com. He'll join us at 430 to talk all things L.A. Lakers and uh, Anthony Davis and his contract extension that he agreed to today, making him the highest-paid NBA player. That is so hard for me to say that because I know who Anthony Davis is and I know who he isn't, <laughs> right? That's that's the biggest thing when it comes to Anthony Davis and the Lakers. But we'll talk to Trevor Lane coming up at 4.30, all things Lakers. Again, he's from LakerNation.com. Got some good feedback on the Don'tBeBroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. All day Raider A said, Q, that Vegas Jets story will never get old. I have personally seen the video. The push-off was in the eye of the beholder. But the we need the medic was straight mic drop moment. I was in tears. Long live the Vegas Jets story. Strong, 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 and strong arm emoji. I'll say this. It depends. The, okay, the push-off was if you're an offensive-type player, the push-off was fine. If you're a defensive-type player like myself, it was a clear push-off. It's just that simple, right? I mean, we all know that the rules are set up so the offense dominates. We can never let the defense do anything positive. So that's all. So I guess when you say in the eye of the beholder, it depends on if you're on the offensive side of things or the defensive side of things. I was on the defensive side of things, and I was on the receiving side of things, and it did not go well. But, yes, the we need a medic was a, a great mic drop moment. Shout out to Demi. That was pretty funny. Um, we got a text from the 209. Three flags up. Drinking is fun. Uh, oh, I, I, is that when you throw the ball? Is that – what did we used to call it back in the day? It wasn't three flags up. It was – I can't remember what the name of the game was. But I think, like, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I, I don't think I have ever thought about that game playing that way, though. That's a good one. Uh, this one from the 925. Just four teams left in the Pac-12 or the Pac-4 for now. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that text. Yeah, man, college, college football, college sports in general, the whole way that everything is going with Oregon and Washington headed to the Big Ten. Like, if you look at a map – the crazy thing about college sports right now, if you look at a map and you see where every program is actually going to be playing, it, it doesn't make any sense. Where they're from and who they're playing, the map doesn't make any sense anymore. It's just it's out of control. I say it all the time. Money is undefeated, and this is all about money. Every program is trying to make as much money as they can for their, their respective program, and they should, right? But, man, it's just become the wild, wild west. It's unfortunate. I spent a lot of time last night on ESPN Radio talking about college landscape and all the moving and shaking going on there. Got a text from the 323. Looking forward to all the Saturday Raiders training camp tweets. We'll definitely have a bunch for you. Uh, I, I hate that we're only allowed to video and, and take pictures for a certain small window. Usually it's just stretching and a few drills. And then we can kind of scatter shoot when it comes to tweets throughout the course of practice. But we'll bring you all the coverage. That's what we're here to do. Saturday and Sunday we'll be, both, we'll be out there uh, both days and then be back here on the radio come Monday. Uh, let's see. We got another text here from Poncho. He said, what up, Q? Poncho here. It's great to hear the defense is starting to gel. 
They have more depth this year, so I'm hoping this is a sign of some better days for us defensive-wise. I'm not too concerned about the offense because we know they can score. Stopping the other team from scoring was a problem last year, so he's good with that. Again, that's Poncho on the don'tbebroke.com text line. And, yeah, I mean, that's that was my initial takeaway as well, that I felt pretty good about the, the defense and the steps that they took today as, as far as practice goes. But then as soon as I tweeted out that the defense is having a good day and that Isaiah Palomo is having a good camp, someone hit me back with, like, okay, well, that means that our offense stinks. And I was like, man, I wasn't thinking about it like that. But maybe others feel that way. That's why I threw the whole question out there. How do you feel knowing that the defense did really well? Is that a good sign for the defense or is that a bad sign for the offense? Robin Oakland hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line. At the end of last season, I thought we lacked team speed, aggression, and ball skills. Things I think are vital in beating Kansas City and other top teams. If the defense is showing these traits early in camp, that's a good sign. As long as they keep it up against the Winers and the Rams. If our defense is only disruptive against our offense, we have to question our offense. The current right tackle starter talks a good game, but will lose us possessions and games with untimely penalties and execution failures. I hope for I hope Munford earns the right tackle job. That's Robin Oakland. He always gives us an insightful text, and we definitely appreciate uh, you each and every time you chime in on the don'tbebroke.com text line. And yeah, I mean, for me, again, from a defensive side of things, I love hearing that the defense is great. Or great is the way too big of a word, but having a great day. And they did. They had a great day today. There was moments where, you know, they had lapses where there, there was plays that were to be had. But for the most part, they didn't give up really big plays. They didn't look like they were lost and they were, you know, looking, looking around at each other trying to communicate. They looked like they were having a comfortable day. Whatever the case may be, whatever the reason was, it to me, if you're a, a defensive type person and you want this Raiders defense to be able to complement the offense, you had to feel pretty good about what you saw today. Now my question is, can they stack another day? Can tomorrow them have a, a, another good day defensively? Can they have a good day defensively on, on Sunday? And like Rob said, can they have a good day defensively against the Niners? Can they have a good day defensively against the Rams? If it's only the Raiders' offense that they have a good de- uh, defensive day against, then there's a problem. Good stuff. And as far as the right tackle goes, I'm telling you right now, brother, if that competition ended today, there is no doubt that Thayer Mumford would be the starting right tackle. Now, I'm not saying that that's great. I, I really, that's that because he had his moments where Max was dominating him. But then again, it's Max Crosby, and he's going to dominate a lot of different people. Thank you, brother. But he looked a lot more comfortable, at least, in that position than Jermaine Illuminor. Jermaine Illuminor, his body language, and I've said it many times, I'm a big body language guy. I could tell, you know, by the way a guy's walking. I could tell by the way a guy has his helmet to the sideline, to the side. I could tell by the fact that he's not walking with the rest of the offensive linemen. Like, those are all signs to me of not having a good day. And that's all things we saw today from Jermaine and Luminor. There was one point of the day when I looked over at Paul and I go, look how far behind Jermaine is from all the rest of the other offensive linemen. And I think Paul said it was about 20 to 30 yards. That, to me, tells you a lot. That, to me, tells you that you're having a really bad day. It's almost like that kid that you tell him to go to his room. You're in trouble. You got to go to your room. And he drags his backside to get there. Walks as slow as possible. That's that's what it looked like at times with Jermaine Illuminor today. So hopefully he bounces back tomorrow and has a really good day. I think that the competition is wide open like some old school TV in tennis. It's only day eight, so there's plenty of time to solidify that spot. But uh, if you're keeping track at home, <laughs> today was a, a win for Thayer Munford and an L for Jermaine Illuminor. Speaking of Thayer Munford, he met with, uh, with, with us right after practice. He was one of them that came in immediately. Uh, after practice and and spent probably a good 10 minutes with us 10 to 12 minutes just talking about whatever well whatever question we peppered him with including how his confidence has grown from year one to this year i feel like i've grown a lot because last year as a rookie i just 
my eyes was like buck wide open. And I'm just sitting there going against Max. I was like, I've been hearing him since I was a sophomore. And now going against him every day, trying to get better, doing the right things, getting my body right, of course. Like me mentally, for my second year, I'm a lot more on top of my body than anything. Yeah, I can notice that, that mm-hmm. you, know, you look uh, different compared to last year. What did you do? Um, just really focused on myself and focus on my mental. You know, I take the mental thing a lot, like a lot serious than others because last year I was in a dark place, like by like week six, because it was just it was just a lot for me. So, me taking the time, giving giving everything to God, taking my time to God, and to actually like help me push through the day. It's, it helps a lot. It helps. It helps out a lot. Thayer Muffer right there uh, talking about his, you know, confidence from year one to year two, and then also talks about the mental side of things. And he's a guy that's been very open and honest about mental health and uh, a little bit of anxiety that he had and he he was feeling last season when he got into the games. And look, Thayer Mufford played a pretty good amount of, of snaps. He came in quite a bit, if you recall, as that six offensive lineman, basically a tight end, but you knew he was just out there to block. So I always thought that that was a nice sign that they trusted him to be that guy and kind of that's how they got him got him a little experience on the on the offensive line as an NFL player. Now, can he take that next step? That's the big question. But uh, he looks like he was in a good place. He sounded like he was in a much better place. And, again, he is a guy that has been open and honest with us from the day that he was drafted as a seventh-round pick out of Ohio State. And, you know, there was reasons why he turned into a seventh-round pick. Uh, he was very selfless, and he went from one side of the offensive line to the other. And he didn't have the best year after he made that transition, but he did it for the good of the team. So there's a lot. You know, there's a lot going on. He heard a lot of criticism that he couldn't hate, uh, t- uh, he couldn't make it in the NFL. And so that was a lot of anxiety that he, he had on his shoulders. And he's getting back, or, back into a, a better place. You can see by his kind of physique and, and just his – and you heard Vinny ask him about it. You know, you just look different. He looks like he's more built. He looks like he's stronger. You know, maybe a little bit thicker, but muscle, not – you know, not not thick as far as fat or anything. So uh, he, he looks like he's ready to go compete, and he was out there competing. Did he have – was everything perfect? No, not at all. But you could tell that he, you know, he, he was he was in a better place than he was at times last year. Speaking of jumping from year one to year two, how about practice in general? Here's Thayer Mumford talking about that. I feel like I'm pretty well, like, conditioned for it. But, you know, it's always room to improve, you know, because um, – Max got me a couple times today, and, you know, I appreciate that. But it's also something I need to work on, too. You know, everybody needs to work on something. Jermaine, us, like, as us as a whole offensive line, we all need to work on something. It's not just, like, from my first season to this season. We all just need to work on stuff. Thayer Muffer right there talking about, you know, just jumping from year one to year two, practice, going up against Max, as you heard him say. Max got him a couple times. There was one time, no joke, no BS, Max came screaming off the line, boom, Got him with two hands right in the chest, and he just flew back like a rag doll, right? Like, like, you know when you mess with somebody and you just kind of give them a bad time? Like, were you ever that kid that, that put your hand out on someone's head and, and they were trying to swing at you like a little kid was trying to swing at you and you knew that they couldn't hit you, and you just kind of pushed them back and it was, it was, like, effortless? It looked like that. It looked like it was so effortless when Max hit him in the chest and he just kind of flew back. But, again, it's Max Crosby, so you take it for what it's worth. But you heard him right there, and he's like, hey, it's, it's good. I appreciate that. It's helping me get better. The final sound that we'll hear from Thayer Mufford that will go out to the phone lines is about him thinking he's ready or thinking he's ready to be a starter. And, that's again, that's what he's competing for right now with Jermaine Illuminor. So does he think he could be a starter? 
I think I am, but also at the same time, though, it's like uh, it also comes down to the competition that we got in the room. You know, like I can be my best, Jermaine, uh, Brandon Parker. We can be be at our best, but also at the same time, though, like we all here to compete. You know, like we, we all want to get the starting job, but also at the same time, though, like we know what's ahead. Like we all need to be and stay focused. So Thayer Buffer talking about, you know, if he's ready to be a starter, he says he can be, but it's also competition. Really, Thayer Mumford, Jermaine Illuminor, Brandon Parker, those are the three suspects right there. Those are the three guys that look like they're competing for that job. And, again, after today, I would say that Thayer Mumford is the leader in the clubhouse. But you ask me this tomorrow, I could be saying something totally different. Jermaine Illuminor could come back and have a great day. Sometimes it's how it is. The other day, Jimmy had a bad day, and we talked about it. Then the very next day, he came back, bounced back, and he was fine. And you can say he had a bad day today since he threw three picks, right? I mean, that wasn't good either. But then again, I want to give the defense credit for having a good day as well. So uh, that was just a few sounds from Thayer Munford. We also talked to Divine Diablo earlier, uh, Brandon Bolden, and also uh, John Jenkins were uh, the guys that we were able to talk to following practice. Let's go out to the phone lines, though, at 702-365-9200. Let's go talk to one of our favorite guys, Houston from L.A. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, 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 what's up, Big Q? What's up, everybody? Happy Friday, man. I'm feeling good. Like, I'm feeling good, but I'm not feeling good because I got to kick out this cheese for my little seeds, private school and all that stuff, dude. It ain't cheap, man. It's like, you know, not cheap. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, you got to do what you got to do, man, you know, because South Central LA schools are not like, you know, I'm be honest with you, bro. Like, they never work cool. But then, you know, some of them, they have accelerated programs. But at the same time, you 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 kind of you got to weed through and find which one's the best. But enough of that. I'm just saying, like, Jermaine Illuminor, I hope that Mumford is just balling. And it's just not the fact that Illuminor is just garbage. I mean, I like Illuminor, to be honest with you, but... You know, as far as those penalties, man, you know, false stars, I don't like that. But yeah. I, I'm just hoping that that is just the fact that Mumford is just so much better as opposed to somebody else just being that much worse. And that transfers the same kind of emotion I feel as far as the offense is concerned because it's like we've always known that, you know, with, with Carr and all that good stuff, you know, like like uh, the offense was balling. It seemed as if, you know, a lot better and stuff than the defense was in practice, you know, the, the, the preseason and things of that nature, and it kind of transfers over. So, I mean, like, I'm just hoping that, you know, because people got to start kind of fresh with each other, get to know each other. You know, the defense had a chance to do that way before the offense got a chance to because it's so you new, different quarterback and, you know, pieces on the offense are a little different. So, I'm just hoping that that the defense really, really is balling and be, because – it, it won't make me nervous because it's just natural for people to start off new with each other like that. But, you know, like, if they don't grow as far as offense is concerned, that's what could, like, you know, tear me off. We're going to have to see it when they ball against somebody else. It's just that simple. And then all of our answers, you know, kind of be met, met a little clearer then. Hey, yeah. y'all, party down at the pool, baby. <laughs> you already know, man. You already know. Thanks so much for uh, the call, my man. It's always great to hear hear from you definitely appreciate you and uh yeah man it's it's you know it's one of those things right i mean you you got to start to see these guys and they've got to be able to put it they got to i guess the term that they use is stack them they've got to start stacking them stacking days together where you can see okay this team is coming together right there's nothing more than i want to see this defense just to be that defense that that all of us have been asking for for a long time because if this defense is good and i'll just say good i'm not being greedy i'm not saying great if they could be good, th this team could be dangerous. 
a healthy Jimmy G with the offense that I believe will be a lot better than what we saw today, and a defense that if it plays at the level it did, I mean, man, getting the hands on the ball the way they did today, a rookie in Jacorian Bennett making a play in the end zone, a guy like Isaiah Polamoa, you know, making a catch that looked like he was a wide receiver as, a, as opposed to a safety. He didn't catch the ball with his body. That's what stood out to me. It's one thing to get an interception, but it's another thing to make the hands catch and make it like you knew that there was no doubt that you were catching that ball. That's what stands out to me. Guys that have the confidence to go make that play, know where it's going. To me, today looked like a day where the, the defense wasn't thinking. They were just there. They were making that play. They were going fast. Something that Bart Scott talked about when he was in studio yesterday. You got to go out there and play fast. That's how you know when the defense is looking good or when a defense has the potential to be good. You start, start, stop thinking and just start playing really fast. So thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Uh, got a couple more texts that I wanted to get to real quick, and then we'll take a, we'll take a break. Um, going back to the Dalton Reisner question about Denver, uh, we got a text from the 925. The Vikings recently signed Reisner, so you don't have to worry about him uh, and the Raiders being interested in him. He's now in Minnesota. Thanks for that. I wasn't aware of that. I do appreciate you. Uh, also got a text from Sir Whiskey Ray Q. What's up? Is that the game you're thinking of? Fun drinking game that we play at family parties is Flip Cup. Great game and everyone drinks. LOL. Sir Whiskey Ray. Butts Up was always a fun game, wasn't it? That was always a cool one. I never liked to be on the wrong end of that one, though. I didn't like losing that one, especially when you had someone that could do that, throw those uh, fastballs, man. That could be a bad, bad day. But uh, good stuff. I like that. Um, what else? Uh, we got another one from, from Sir Whiskey Ray, and then we'll take a break. This is a funny one. Q, we'd like your permission for Ari to judge our poolside outfits here at today's show. It's hot out here, and Ari's input will make us feel even hotter. Sincerely, 45-year-old single mom, sorority sisters from UNLV, and Kayla. <laughs> Cheers, Sir Whiskey Ray. Wow. P.S. Requesting Miami Vice theme music. There you go. <laughs> Sir Whiskey Ray's got all the lines, man. He's got them all. He's calling you out, Ari. I, I don't – sure. <laughs> which which part? <laughs> I mean, the music, sure, yeah. I'll, I'll – uh... Maybe that'll get me down there to judge. That'd be interesting. Yeah, man, <laughs> you're, ne you're never part of the party, man. I know. You know what I mean? Hey, somebody's got to steer the ship. Keep really? everything in line here. I don't know if I don't know if I'm trusting you to be. Did that I guy. not just send the scathing email? <laughs> 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 That's right, Q. I got your back. I got. Wow. Well, you well. have fun. You and Mateo out there have fun. Represent for us. That's all. We are we are holding it down, man. We're holding it down here at the uh, the Azilo Ultra Pool. Side the Sahara, Las Vegas. Again, until 6 o'clock is when you can come in, enjoy the pool, hang out with us, go to the bar, get a drink, get some food. You can get the, the barbecue flatbread like I got. Uh, Mateo got one as well. Uh, they have the, the froze. They have, them, they have them with alcohol in them and without. So depending on whatever your flavor is, it's all good. We have buckets of water here as well. You want to stay hydrated. You don't want to, you know, get dehydrated because then that's bad business. They have plenty of lawn chairs that you can lay out and get some sun. They've got the cabanas. They've got the umbrellas. Of course, the pool is looking good. There's a lot of folks in the pool right now. They've got the cabanas if you want uh, to buy one, like if you're having a party. We had a party here. Like Vegas Jess always gives us a bad time about, uh, about him pushing off on me and me telling that story. Like he's embarrassed that I keep telling that story. But we actually had his birthday party here. Right when uh, we got introduced to uh, the Azila Ultra Pool, right when they first started contacting us, letting us know that we were going to be here on the regular, we said, you know what, let's go ahead and, and, and have a pool party with Vegas Jets for his birthday. He don't remember that stuff, right? He was too busy pushing <laughs> me in the small of my back. He don't remember that. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. But, no, we did have a good party here, and, and so that's what this is good for. With the weekend coming up, if you want to have a, a nice little party, you can rent a cabana. 
and and stay nice and cool. I think we got a turkey a turkey platter, a turkey sandwich platter at the same time, and you know may have or may not have got a bottle of something just to uh, you know enjoy ourselves. But it was like ten of us, right? So we had a really good time. I know my man. Um, my man Mickey came out, uh, Mary came out, Vice Raider was here, of course Vegas Jess, it was his party. Uh, we had Twilight and, and Demi showed up, and I mean we had a really good time. The wife was here, we had a good time. So, I mean, if you have a little party that you want to get together, put together for you and some of your family members or your, your friends, you could do that here as well. And you can hear the DJ in the background on the Wheels of Steel doing a really good job. So we appreciate the soundtrack from the DJ. But we also, like I said, want to hear from you, 69187, keyword R&R. Just got an update. Man, Dalton Reisner apparently is like the hottest subject going. Uh, this is from the 701. Reisner visited in all capitals, the Vikings. Hasn't signed yet. My bad. <laughs> they, they wrote that mad. <laughs> I was going to say, I've been looking to try to confirm this because I did see both texts. And yeah. I haven't quite, yeah, it looks, it looks like he's right. All I haven't seen anything official that, that looks like he is officially signed, so. Okay, well, my bad. Uh, I, hey, look, no, I was just good. going. I was going off the off the text that said he signed with the Vikings. You saw that one, right? It looks like. I mean, there's a lot going on, and it, it looks like that's probably going to be what will happen eventually. But it hasn't quite. So, all right, that's well, what my research. My my people from the 701, they 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 flexed on me. They put it in all caps. We know what all caps means, <laughs> right? I'm learning in this text language. I know what uh, I know what all caps means. No, I mean, no my cap. man is screaming at me. Reisner visited the Vikings, has not signed yet, so take that, texter from the 925. <laughs> Maybe times. it was a darn Schefter. Schefter oh, probably. <laughs> probably. Or There's so many fake Twitter accounts, man. man. I, I have to go through and, and really study them before, uh, before I like, react to them because, man, there's, it's so hard. I will say one, one nugget I saw last night that was a little disappointing, and I don't know why it was disappointing because I don't think the Raiders were interested anyway. But Unique Ngakwe signed with uh, the Chicago Bears, a one-year, $10.5 million deal, $10 million fully guaranteed, the other 500000 not. I don't quite understand why that was. I guess they – I don't know. But I, I, I tweeted out as soon as I saw that, that, well, Unique Ngakwe, the Bears are going to get eight sacks out of him. He's just good for eight sacks. You know that he's going to get eight. He's on his sixth team, Ari, sixth team in five years. Yeah. And – the Raiders were one of them, right? And he had ten and a half sacks when he was with the Silver and Black. I liked Ngakwe a lot. You know, when they when they made the move to bring in Chandler Jones, they immediately traded Ngakwe to the Colts and brought in Rocky Yassine. Obviously, that didn't work out very well. Rocky Yassine is in Indianapolis, or not Indianapolis. He's in uh, Baltimore now with the Ravens. And Ngakwe is just he was out there and out there and out there, just kind of floating, and never never latched on with anybody until last night when he agreed to a deal with uh, with the Chicago Bears. So good for Chicago. They're making some moves, and, and they believe that Ngakwe will help them, and he will. Like I said, he'll help them get eight sacks at least. <laughs> That's just kind of what he does. A couple other little nuggets across the NFL. Alvin Kamara has been suspended for three games for the issue that happened around the 2022 Pro Bowl uh, here in Las Vegas, as a matter of fact. So he's got suspended. Uh, the Chiefs defensive lineman Charles Amenahu got suspended for six games. He was arrested for domestic violence back in 2023 ahead of the NFC Championship game. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are suspended for the first six games of the regular season for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy. There's a lot of suspensions going on. The Lions, Jamison Williamson, or Jamison Williams, excuse me, he's uh, suspended because of gambling, so he's going to miss a, a, a chunk of, of games for Detroit. Uh, there's a lot of suspensions going on across the NFL right now. Uh, a couple other little nuggets I'll give you real quick. Uh, Jeffrey Okuda, this was, this was unfortunate. Jeff Okuda was carted off today for the Falcons. Uh, he's a guy that's been injured ever since he was drafted. 
He was drafted by the Detroit Lions, and it was funny. I was standing, in, or I was sitting in the media room earlier today at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, and I, I said, "Man, Jeff Okuda, that's the story of his career. It's always injured. When that dude was in high school, he was that guy that you looked at, and you knew, oh, he's gonna play on Sundays. He's that good. I, I got, I got uh, lucky. I got to see him play in a in a, a high school playoff game there in Texas, and he just looked like a man amongst boys. You know, when you could just tell that there's a guy on the field that doesn't belong." or they don't belong on the field with him, <laughs> whatever, however you want to word it, that's how it was. I mean, he was playing corner, but it looked like he was playing the whole field. It looked like if he was anywhere on the field, you didn't throw the ball near him because Jeffrey Okuda was going to go get it. He ends up going on to Ohio State and uh, had a heck of a career there, got drafted very early, top five, and uh, just his whole career has been injured. So he was carted off today. Uh, the head coach there in Atlanta said that it's an ankle injury and he's going to have an MRI to determine the severity of it, but that's Really unfortunate for Jeffrey Okuda. And then uh, how about Cameron Jordan with the Saints? He agreed to a two-year, $27.5 million contract extension. So he's uh, he was in the final year of a $52.5 million extension that he signed in 2019. He's 34 years old. He's under contract through the 2025 season. So Cameron Jordan clearly is going to retire as a New Orleans Saint. He's one of the best to do it. Uh, he, they've got a really good defense there in New Orleans, and they made sure that Cam Jordan is going to be a part of it, not only for this year but also for the next few. So he agrees to a two-year $27.5 million contract extension. Uh, and again, he was going into the final year of his three-year $52.5 million ex- extension as a 34-year-old there in New Orleans. 425 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll have uh, my guy, Trevor Lane from LakersNation.com. He'll join us to talk all things Anthony Davis and the Lake Show. What's going on with them? This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Live at the Azula Ultra Pool. Of course, NFL training camps are going on. Raiders training camp is going on. Got a lot to talk about when it comes to the NFL. But at some point, you've got you've to make a right turn when something big happens in the association. And something big happened in the association today, and it had to do with the L.A. Lakers. Anthony, Anthony Davis agreed to a three-year $186 million maximum contract extension, uh, tying him to the franchise through 2028 for a total of $270 million. Joining us now on the phone lines from LakersNation.com is our good friend Trevor Lane to talk about all things Anthony Davis. And Trevor, I know that that wasn't a big surprise that it was going to happen. I think we talked about it like a few weeks ago that there was a good possibility. But when it came down and the numbers you know, set in, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't necessarily a surprise that it that it was going to, to happen. We knew the Lakers were very likely to offer the deal. There were some question marks once Jalen Brown got his big contract, whether AD might you know, decide to bet on himself and wait until next summer to try to get even a bigger deal to hit free agency at that point. But uh, I think the biggest surprise is that it happened today. I mean, this is the first day that he was eligible to sign this contract extension. It, it, typically in cases like these, it takes – you know, a week, maybe two weeks for kind of the, the details to get negotiated and, and all of that. So I was surprised that it actually went down today and that they came to an agreement this quickly. But I guess when we're talking a max contract with, with everything thrown in, there's not a whole heck of a lot to negotiate. It sounds like the Lakers just said, hey, we want you to ra- around as long as we possibly can have you. And so they add three years onto his deal to make it five years total, which, uh, you know, I think it's a good deal overall. I think it's a good deal for the Lakers, gives them some certainty moving into the future. And for Anthony Davis, it gives him certainty as well. And I thought it was the right move for him, too. Does it feel like this whole offseason the Lakers have been, as a matter of fact, with every move that they've made? Yeah, it really does. It seems like they've been – there's been some uh, – there's been purpose to all the right. moves that they've yep. made. When you, when you look at everything that they've done, 
all the signings that they've made, uh, that even the trades, I mean, they trading up in the draft, they, they spent over $4 million to move up in the second round, just seven spots, with the target being Max Willis, and they got him. It seems like everything they really wanted to accomplish this year, whether it was in the draft or in free agency, they got it done. And so they've got this team now that they've put together that I think is very well-rounded, very well-constructed, doesn't necessarily mean success is coming. We have to see how they play out there on the floor, but on the paper, on paper, I don't think we could ask for much more from this Lakers front office. So when you look at this team, the way it is on paper with the additions they made in the offseason, now obviously the extension for AD, so you're assuming that he's going to be super happy heading into you know, uh, camp and, and heading into the regular season. How does, this, how does this Lakers team stack up for you? Yeah, I think that this team, and this is what I, I think I really like about it overall, is the depth that this team has. They've got the ability to withstand particularly an injury to LeBron James. They've got so much depth at the wing position. This is something I've been talking about for years now, about how they didn't have enough wing depth. Well, this year they've got it. I mean, they go out, they add Cam Reddish, they they uh, they are able to add guys like Rui Hachimura, Jared Vanderbilt. They added those guys last season. They're able to keep them around. Torian Prince they bring in. Max Christie is, is now a part of that wing rotation as well, and we saw how well he did in summer league. So this is a team that has the depth to withstand, I believe, the rigors of what's going to be a very, very difficult regular season. The Western Conference, it is loaded once again, absolutely stacked, and it's going to be a gauntlet trying to get through it. And being able to withstand injuries is going to be really important if you want to make it into the postseason in the West. There's going to be good teams that don't even make the play-in in the Western Conference this year, and I think the Lakers have got the depth to get it done. And that's, I think, the important key that they were able to achieve this last season is preserve the depth that they've got around LeBron James, around Anthony Davis, and ideally take some of that burden off of those guys. So if they need to take a game off on a random Wednesday in January, say they can do that. Trevor Lane from LakersNation.com is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. You mentioned Summer League. That takes place here in Las Vegas. Got to see the Lakers up close to personal. What did you think of, of their overall Summer League team? It seems like they had a lot of young talent. Yeah, you know, they, they certainly did. Uh, Jalen Hutzkefino, who was their 17th pick, he had, you know, some hot and cold moments. He's, he just barely turned 20 years old, so he's very much a work in progress. But you could see what the Lakers were thinking when they drafted him. He's got great size at 6'6". He clearly was, was much bigger than most other players that he was guarding. Um, so there's some, something to really build around there for the future. Um, but for the present, Max Christie, wow, he looked absolutely tremendous. And that's exactly what you want to see out of a second-year summer league guy is you want to see them look like they don't belong. In the way that they're they're kind of too good for summer league, it looks like it's too easy for them. Like they're getting their spots with no problem, and that's what we saw out of Max Christie, which is a great step forward for his game and bodes very well, obviously, for him and his role on this roster this season. It looks like he's in line to be a rotation player for them coming up. But the guys who really popped for the Lakers this year, ironically, they were the guys that weren't drafted. We had Colin Castleton, the center out of Florida, who did some amazing things, especially handling the basketball, running the break. For a guy who's 6'11", his ability to do that was really, really impressive, and it didn't take long for the offense to essentially run through him because he's got such great passing skill. And then Demoy Hodge, he essentially tries to be a Contavious Caldwell Pope clone. He, he literally told me that's the, that's the guy that he tries to mimic when he's out on the floor, and he physically even looks like Contavious Caldwell Pope, and he does a pretty good impression of him, particularly with his active hands on defense 
and his three-point shooting ability. So there was a lot to like about the Lakers in, in summer league here. Doesn't mean they had a breakout star there, but still some guys certainly to keep an eye on. You know, it's funny, as I was observing uh, Summer League, I kept seeing Coach Ham, and of course he wasn't coaching up the team, but he was there in attendance, and I'll tell you, not that I thought that he was going to be on pins and needles or on the edge of his seat or anything, but he looked so relaxed, and he looked so comfortable, and almost that he was very confident in the team that he's going to put out there. Not necessarily those guys, but just the way that that team was bringing their guys back and, and, and built for the future. He looked like he was in a really good place. Yeah, I mean, well, he's well, he's in Las Vegas too, so that that's certainly a part of it. You <laughs> that's true. Anytime, anytime they're there, but but yes, he, he was indeed, and we um, he was he was hanging out in the front row during most of these games and and chatting up everybody, and he was having a good time. He he looked like he didn't have a care in the world, and uh, perhaps that was the the success of the Lakers summer that was that was settling in as well as the uh, the Las Vegas vibes. It could be. It definitely could. Those Las Vegas vibes, they're something. <laughs> I can tell you, those are definitely <laughs> something. Trevor Lane from LakersNation.com is our guest here on Red Nation Radio 920. As far as LeBron James goes, is this one of those situations where the Lakers are treating him as one-year one year contract, one-year contract, one-year contract, like every year could be the last year with LeBron? Yeah, I really think that's how we have to go into this season is, that, is with the real possibility that this could be it for LeBron's run with the Lakers. He has a player option next summer. And we'll see, you know, the the story for a while has been, even coming from LeBron, that he really wants to play with his son, with Bronny, and obviously all of that is now up in the air given his health concerns. Yeah. Hopefully everything works out for the best there. He's got to figure out, you know, number one, what, what what's his health situation moving forward before he can even think about getting back to basketball. If he does get back to it, there is going to be some incentive there for LeBron to, to go play with Bronny, whichever NBA team he winds up with, for him to go play with him and that could end up being his exit from, from the Lakers. So I do think the Lakers need to approach this as though this could be it for LeBron with the Lakers. But, again, he is under contract next year. It's just a player option right now. So we'll see what happens. But I do, I do think that your assessment is correct. It's going to be year to year from here on out. With everything that went on with Bronny, and of course the only thing that matters is his health. Everything else it doesn't is is irrelevant. But did it kind of help put things in perspective? Like all the conversations always about LeBron, 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 go win championships, this, that, and the other. But almost kind of like, hey, by the way, LeBron and his family are actually humans too, and they, there's a human side to them. Oh, oh, for sure, for sure. And that's you know from getting to do what I do and get to get to talk to so many players that can have a humanizing effect where I can look at these guys as as human beings at this point. And, and, but for a lot of fans, that, that can be difficult, right? I mean, we see mm-hmm. these guys that are just bigger, faster, stronger than, than 99.9% of people out there, and it's easy to forget that these are, are humans with real-life problems, with problems that are bigger than basketball oftentimes, and that's certainly the situation here uh, with Bronny and LeBron. And so, uh, of course, we have to wish them all the best, and that's got to be first and foremost before any of the, the on-court stuff can be, can be worried about. Yeah, there's no doubt. Nothing else matters than the, the health of Bronny. And, of course, uh, all the prayers go to the James family and hope that everything works out just fine Is that in that regard. So, okay, Anthony Davis now, he's under contract. He's not going anywhere. LeBron's year-to-year, basically. They've got some nice young talent. How do they stack up with the defending champions, the, the Denver Nuggets? Well, I mean, that's the, that's the question, right? Did they get anybody who can stop Nikola Jokic? Well, no. And, and you could say there's nobody out there that really can, but – the center market was really difficult uh, this year. There really wasn't a lot of depth in terms of free agent center options. Uh, you had Brooke Lopez, but he went for a lot more than what the Lakers could offer. Nas Reed, he's not really big enough to bother Jokic, but even so, he's a good center. Uh, but even he went for more than what the Lakers could give. So 
there wasn't really a big Jokic stopper that you could go find out there. Not that one exists at all, but even somebody that could bother him. That guy wasn't there. In fact, right now, the Lakers have their 14th and 15th roster spots still open, and we know at least one of those spots is going to go to a big, but that guy just isn't really out there. They're waiting right now to see what happens with a guy like Christian Wood, maybe Bismack Biombo, but... I don't think, in terms of just specifically matching up with Denver, they addressed the issue of defending Jokic. I do think the size that they've added across positions is something that can be helpful. Rob Palenka talked about that, about finding positional size, meaning guards who have size to them, wings who have size to them. And I think they've done just that. You know, Like I said, Jalen Hooks could be no 6'6". You bring in Gabe Vincent, he's 6'3". He's now the smallest guy on the team, replacing Dennis Schroeder, who's just 6'1". Your wings that you brought in all have good size. Torian Prince is 6'7", 6'8". Rui is 6'8". Vando is 6'8", 6'9". There's even a picture of him standing where he's taller than Rui. So there's some rumors out there that maybe he's actually 6'10 now. So they've got some good positional size now, but still don't have that guy to really bother Jokic the way they did back in 2020 with Dwight Howard. So that remains the question mark for how they would ultimately match up with with, uh, the Denver Nuggets. We'll finish up with this. The 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 West in general, <laughs> you mentioned it earlier, is really deep, right? I mean, Sacramento they emerge. The Warriors are the Warriors, uh, even though they're probably at the you know last leg of their run. If they if if they even have that run, Denver all of a sudden is the champs. We know what's going on in Phoenix. I mean, how how do you look at the West in general? Like, what are your thoughts on just what you see out west? Yeah, I mean, the, the West. I think it is going to be a gauntlet. I think that we're going to see the Western Conference teams essentially cannibalizing each other. So I think what's going to happen is because the West is so deep, we're not going to get like a 60-win team. I mean, for example, Denver was great last year. They won 53 games. <laughs> um, I think we're going to get more of that this year because you're, you've got so many strong teams. There's no real gimme wins in the Western Conference where all you got to do is, is show up and roll the basketball out and you put a win on your record. That's just not going to happen this year. There's going to be so many teams that night in, night out are going to be in heavily contested games. I think that you're going to wind up with a bunch of teams in between 40 and 50 wins, and ultimately health and the ability to withstand injuries is going to decide who makes it through. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. The West is the wild, wild West for sure. I say that about college football, but it's really going on in the NBA as well. Well, great stuff as always, Trevor. What are you working on, man? I know it's, you know, it's not really peak Laker time right now, but what are you working on that we should be on the lookout for? Right, yeah, we, we just did a bunch of stuff on the Anthony Davis extension. So, of course, that's over, out on, over on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. And then, you know, we're doing a bunch of live shows and things of that nature, just updating everybody, breaking down a lot of different rotational stuff, too. So if the Lakers want to go big, what would that rotation look like? Go small, what would that rotation look like? And things of that nature. So that's the kind of stuff that we're going to be diving into. I've done some Lakers history stuff as well, diving into the past and taking a look at how this franchise got to where they are. So that's the kind of stuff that we're putting out right now for the month of August and then into September. And then, of course, once training camp picks up third, fourth week of September, that's when we're going to kick back into kind of in-season gear. But still plenty going on over at the Lakers Nation YouTube channel, but, of course, over on the Lakers Nation podcast, which is still going out four or five times a week. You can find that over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. So still a lot, lot to talk about, but um, we are certainly eagerly anticipating the season starting up. I know, I know that's right. Well, you do great work. You guys all do great work there at LakerNations.com, and we definitely appreciate you this afternoon, my man. Well, hey, thank you so much for having me. No doubt. There he goes. Trevor Lane, LakerNation.com, does a fantastic job uh, covering the Lakers like a glove. And, uh, yeah, man, I know it's not Laker time. I know it's not NBA time. But when you get a contract extension done like that with Anthony Davis for that much money, knowing he was going to get it, but I still have so many questions around Anthony Davis. But 
you know, the Lakers are confident in, in making that move, so we'll see how it all pays out and, and plans out and shakes out. But LeBron, year to year, uh, is he going to, you know, be here or be with the Lakers for another year or two? Who knows? But uh, that's how they have to approach it, one year at a time when it comes to LeBron James. 4.44 is the time. We'll take a quick two-minute break. We'll come back, close out the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Live at the Azela Ultra Pool. And here we are on this Friday getting ready to close shop. Got about 10 minutes left in the show. We are here at the Azela Ultra Pool side of Sahara, Las Vegas. I think this is our last one, as a matter of fact. I think we're done deal records as we're getting ready to dip deep into August and then get ready for the football season. I know on Fridays I'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings like I was last football season. So we may have one more in the books, but... Not too sure. Of course, we'll obviously let you know what we got cooking. But this is a great place, man. It's been fun to be here for the weeks that we have been here. Great setup, great hospitality. Food's been fantastic. The drinks have been fantastic. I can't get over this video board. This is the best video board I've ever seen. And not just because my name's on it, but partially because my name's on it. Right? It's pretty cool. Like, I've never seen Unnecessary Roughness. Radio 920 with your boy Q is big and is in, in lights like it is here. But this has been cool, man. It's been a lot of fun. A lot of people have enjoyed their time in the pool, come hanging out, get a bunch of different prizes from us. So uh, we definitely appreciate them having us out here, their hospitality. Remember, it's always free to get in, free parking, very reasonable drink specials at the bar, very reasonable food specials. You want to get a cabana, you can. You want to, you know, rent one of these, I guess, little day beds that are actually in the water, whatever the technical words are. You You can rent anything. And, of course, the DJ is here as well as you can hear in the background. So a lot of fun here. Uh, please believe on a Friday I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Did want to hit the don'tbebroke.com text line real quick, 69187, keyword r We were talking earlier about Dalton Reisner, and if he or if he did not <laughs> visit or sign with the Minnesota Vikings, and we got a text from the 701 saying Reisner visited, in all caps, the Vikings, hasn't signed yet. And I said, all right, my man's yelling at me. <laughs> as a matter of fact, then he hit us back and said, no hate, Q. I live in North Dakota. It's all Vikings talk out here. So there you go. That's what happens. That's what we like. A lot of times you can listen by way of the Raiders app. Of course, you can listen on the TuneIn app or LVSportsNetwork.com. Side note, our website is about to be upgraded. So if you ever check out our website, you'll be pleased with it sooner rather than later. We're about to upgrade it to a much better website. So you'll be able to go straight to the website if you want to check out anything, including our podcast. We have each and every show that we do from the morning tailgate to JT and this show. They're always all podcasted on LVSportsNetwork.com. That's going to be an upgrade in a very short amount of time, and that's going to be awesome. So my man in North Dakota is giving us the, de- the details, the skinny. So nice. It's like having insiders, right? <laughs> it's like having an insider there uh, in North Dakota. So thanks so much for that text. I do appreciate you. I know we only have a couple minutes, Ari, but it's your time to shine as we close out the show. Let's go ahead and jump into reason or excuse. It's time for reason or excuse on Unnecessary Roughness. <laughs> Okay, let's do this. Over to the fight world, because, you know, you are into fights, so this is a good one. Terrence Crawford says he has absolutely zero interest in fighting Canelo Alvarez. Boxing World really wants it, so TMZ asked Crawford about it, and he said, quote, quote, no, not at all. Canelo really don't interest me because of the size factor. Canelo's bounced around divisions over the last few years and is currently fighting at 168. Uh, Crawford is 147. But he just, I mean, you saw that fight. You were sweating it out, too, for that pay-per-view cost. Yeah, I was. Uh, And, man, what a performance, right? I mean, like, objectively, that was probably arguably one of his best performances. So 
Canelo is just too big? Is that a reason or an excuse? Um, I want to say it's an excuse, but I think it's really a reason. I really do. I mean, that's a big, that's a big size difference. The reason I say I want to say it's an excuse because I don't know who Canelo is at this point. The last time I saw Canelo, he wasn't on the on the right side of uh, of, of the fight, if you know what yeah. I mean. He wasn't looking um, Canelo Alvarez like, right? He wasn't looking all that sharp. But Crawford going up that much weight now. If 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 uh, if Canelo were to come down. That might be a different conversation. But to go up that much and think you're going to have that performance that you just had, he dominated Spence. I really, mean, from the yes. minute that he knocked Spence down in the second round, the fight was over. I just was thankful that it went as long as it did just so I feel like I got my money's worth. Yes. Right? I mean, again, I knew the fight was over in the second round. I immediately – I, I look like a guy that – I look like a defensive back that just got burned. Not not pushing the small of the back by Vegas Jess, <laughs> but I look like I just got burned for a touchdown where I just – I just put my, 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 my hands on my knees and just leaned over like, oh, that's a wrap. Oh. And that was in round two. Yeah. But luckily it went a little bit longer, so I felt like I got my money's worth. But that was a dominating fight. So I'll say that that's a, a reason, man. That's a big – that is a big size uh, differential between the two. So yeah. uh, unless, unless Canelo wants to come down, hey, Canelo, you want to come down? <laughs> If he I wants mean, to come down. It's a different conversation. Apparently, he bounces around, so maybe maybe that's that's what would make it happen. I guess maybe. Yeah, we shall see. I'll tell you this: I know a lot of people are saying they want to see Spence Crawford fight again. I have no interest in that. No interest. <sighs> if I see you get your tail whooped once, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, and at their peak, they're both kind of at their peak. It's like I I don't. I mean, I'm I not have boxing no interest in auto, but like it seems. Hey, brother. Like- hey, brother. No interest. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that case, we'll move right no on. No interest. <laughs> All right, this is an interesting, and keep in mind, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to hit this more with factual things here than, than all the uh, the rumors and whatnot. But okay. uh, Chris Collinsworth, last night's game, took some heat for saying you almost automatically have to acknowledge Deshaun Watson's, uh, I'll just call it legal issues and all the yeah. drama that came along with it, yep. regardless of what truly happened, right? Because there's a lot of back and forth on that. But obviously, it's a big issue. Everybody, It's all over the place, and we all heard about it. And he was definitely part of a lot of controversy. You can't ignore it. So it's going to be a tough year for him probably on the field because of all of that off the field. Uh, is that openly acknowledging that? Like, is that a reason or an excuse that it would probably be not such a great season for uh, Deshaun Watson and possibly his team as well? No, I think that that would be an excuse. I don't think, and I'm not a Chris Collinsworth guy at all, but he's not wrong. When you think of Deshaun Watson, as much as I talk about football on, on national radio, Whenever you talk about Deshaun Watson, you always have to acknowledge what happened. Yep. Because what I do, and this is just me, I say that the Browns were so desperate for a quarterback that they went out and threw a boatload of guaranteed money at a guy that had all those issues off the field. Right? I mean, that is unheard of. If, mm-hmm. if, if quarterback wasn't such a needy position, there'd be no way in God's green earth that a team would throw that kind of money and, oh, by the way, give up that kind of draft capital for a guy with that many legal issues off the field. It wouldn't happen. But because quarterback is needed so much, it had to happen for the Cleveland Browns. They were like, we're so desperate for a quarterback, we'll take that guy. Yep. And he's got problems. But I'll say this, on Deshaun Watson's side of things, you know what the best cure for all that is to make people stop talking about that? The best Just deodorant, win, I was say. baby. Yeah. You win games and people will stop talking about it. You know what they'll say? What a comeback. What a reclamation uh, project. What a, wow, man, this guy has found a way to turn his life around. All of a sudden, it'll be kumbaya, rainbows, puppy dogs, kitty cats, whatever you want to say. Insert fluffy story. It'll become that if he wins a lot of games for Cleveland. They haven't been to the playoffs since Baker Mayfield got him there. 
If they can get to the playoffs and make a run, everybody will forget about the 24, 25, 26, whatever the scenario was off the field, and think about the guy that is Deshaun Watson. Yeah, sadly you're right. I mean, not sadly, but you're absolutely right. And as John Madden says, what? Winning is the best deodorant? It's the best deodorant, and that's how sports go. It's as simple as that. This uh, We're a very forgiving country as long as it's to <laughs> our narrative, right? Exactly. As long as, as, long as it's long to as our narrative. Yeah. Right. If you can find a way to help your favorite team win, you'll forgive anybody for anything. It's just that simple. Facts. So, you there know. You and so we'll see. I think Deshaun Watson has an opportunity to be really good this year. I think Cleveland has a chance to be really good this year. Uh, he wasn't very good when he came back from suspension last year, but now he's removed from that. Hell, him and Roger Goodell were given a big hug last night. I don't know if you saw, but they were bear-hugging each other. So they're good to go. Yep. And speaking of good to go, we're good to go. We'll be back on Monday. Spare Nation Radio 920. Have a great weekend.